0: Hey, guys, don't forget.
1: Uh, Mesa, Arizona, May 11th and 12th, comedy off Maine. Is it off Maine? Oh, I, Maine. Was, I was talking uh, to Maine, the, the listeners
0: when I said don't forget. I didn't realize you had already forgotten. <laughs> uh, yes, comedy off Maine in Mesa, Arizona, May 11th and 12th. Maybe I'll just be in charge of the announcements from here on.
1: You're the one with the phone in your hand. The phone doesn't say anything. <laughs> It's shows a fuck! What do you mean? You have a calendar! <sighs> uh, uh, tickets, pre sale tickets, get the pre sale tickets on our Facebook group, Facebook page. I remember that. We have a Facebook page. This is great. If you put a Mormon and a together,
0: this is what they sound like.
1: I wish I could remember exactly what they. You never played The Sims. Never. Okay. I didn't. I one think time. I played it one time. Same, same. But I didn't realize there's all these like. I lied immediately. Uh, never.
0: <laughs> One time, two times, three times. <laughs>
1: <Never>. <laughs> Don't tell
0: my mom. <laughs> um,
1: but there are there's a a painting you can hang in the house. I wish I could the remember who was is this game. That's there's the point a, of the game. Yeah, no. There's art you can hang in the house that will give your Sims depression.
0: The fuck? Really? Yeah. Really. Okay. Really. And then,
1: yeah, and then someone else was telling me, God damn it, this is going to piss me off. I can't remember who told me this. You, Somebody else just would put their Sim who couldn't swim. Or no, it, he could swim, put him in the pool, and just make him swim until he died.
0: <laughs> really?
1: Which made me think about reality.
0: Which made you think about a cruel, unjust God. It did make put me put think about the book of Job pools. a little bit. Yeah, the book of Job is whack, man.
1: (laughs) What a dumbass. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yo, the book of Job is whack, right? (laughs) We'd like to thank today's sponsors, the Embassy Suites Free Alcohol downstairs. (laughs) They just give you alcohol as much as you want for free. It's fantastic. I would, oh now, oh now I it's need to, loud, now yeah. I need to speak softer. These goddamn critics won't leave me alone.
1: God, this Aaron, be a long Aaron, episode. you speak,
0: you speak too softly. Now you speak too loud. We'll cut that out. All right. Let's make a note. Let's make a note. At 57 <laughs> seconds, Aaron is already belligerently drunk. Let's write that down into the notebook. Yep. Cut Even out the part.
1: Just... Fake wrote Cut. that into a. Fake don't notebook. tell them it was
0: fake. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know that there's no notebook here. We're creating an illusion, <laughs> Jessa. What the fuck do you know about podcasts? <laughs> oh my god. Fine. We'll talk about the Book of Job. Oh, uh, man. Did you know that the Book of Job uh, features <laughs> prominently in one of my favorite movies, Mission Impossible?
1: Really? Yeah, I've seen that. It does.
0: It does. It's uh, all right. One of my favorite things in movies is is like early '90s depictions of the internet. Okay, like think about uh like Jurassic Park when the girl's like, I'm a hacker. She has to hack into the park security system, and it's a full 3D model. Like it's it's like this three dimensional thing that she has to go from building to building. To, it doesn't make any sense. It's nothing like what the internet ever looked like. <laughs> And I love that. Movies like The Net. And in Mission Impossible, our, our protagonist, Ethan Hunt, is the lone survivor, so he thinks, of, uh, of, an, of a mole attack. Uh, I mean, they knew we were coming. They knew we were coming. And they're dead. They're all dead. And he, the only uh, clues he has is from Kittredge where he talks about uh, uh, an online uh, internet check known as Max. And a job they referred to as Job Three Fourteen. So he is on early '90s depiction of the internet, just typing Job Three Fourteen into a computer screen. You know, (laughs) like hoping to come up with something. Like he's a CIA spy, and he just starts with like, "Well, I'll just type this and smash this into a computer and see what it says." This is this is how he. This very uh, cloak and dagger, (laughs) uh, black hat type shit. Uh, and then he is—he wearily uh, rubs his sleepy eyes, and he sees on the on the hotel bookshelf a holy Bible. And he's like, turns his head to the side, like the fuck. And he goes, he pulls out, he goes to the Book of Job, he goes to chapter three, verse fourteen. Oh. Oh, and he's like, "Oh shit! This verse means absolutely nothing. It doesn't mean shit." <laughs> but then he just starts going to to uh, internet chat rooms for the Bible Bible chat rooms, and, and asking- he's just and he's just he's just writing at Max in every <laughs> single chat room. He's just like at Max. This is from Job.
1: Until finally, someone says a <laughs> shoe. Uh, until, yeah. Until finally,
0: someone is like, "I stuck a shoe in my pussy," and he's <laughs> like, "Okay, <laughs> we found it." <laughs> Uh anyway, who what kind of God just makes a bet with Satan?
1: It sounds like the Sims is yeah. what I'm saying because that whole thing for people who aren't Bible savvy, the whole thing is just like God and Satan sitting at a poker table like, yeah, well, what about my boy Job? Yeah, my boy job, you never get Job. Yeah, he's so good. Psh- and he's, he's so like, no, good. yeah, right. Not if you cover him in boils. And he's like, he's like boom, I'll cover I'll his cover ass in boils. I'll cover him in boils right now. You think I won't cover his <laughs> ass in boils? You call me chicken? Yeah, it's like, I don't know how anyone can, yeah. So anyway, here's what I think.
0: But not aliens. I think we're sims. You think we're sims? I think we might be sims. You think we're sims?
1: You know why I think that.
0: Yeah, aliens told you that aliens we were sims. Told me that. Yeah, which, right. I mean, if aliens told me we were sims, then I would also probably believe that just not many of us get to talk to aliens, Jessa.
1: Okay. Well, here's, here's the deal. Up until very recently, I believe this to be. Uh, there's a thing called meth-induced schizophrenia, which I do still think it was probably that. But I have started to consider the possibility that.
0: Let me stop you right here, Jessa. I am sick and tired of hearing you discredit yourself. Okay. <laughs> You're one of the <laughs> smartest people that I know, and if you say you saw some goddamn aliens who told you we live in a computer game, I'm fine with that. I'm oh, fine with it.
1: Wow. Yeah. I like drunk Aaron. Yes. Over here with your shirt all open. <laughs> <laughs> Why is my shirt open? Uh, he's wearing only a jacket that is unzipped. He's leaned back. And I'm very fond right now. He's writing very in a fake fonds. notebook. <laughs> well, giving the synopsis right. of movies But
0: uh, I feel like Our listeners are what 11 episodes in I don't think anyone's turning us off Because you say you saw Aliens right
1: But I want it on the record That there is a huge possibility That this was the result of Meth induced schizophrenia And I also want them to know that this is how I have always That's just what I Because it went away when I got clean Hmm so I just always felt okay. like wow that was I, I just was higher than everyone else.
0: Let the record reflect that this may have been meth-induced schizophrenia. All right.
1: Let the, yeah or you live in a video game. So okay, here's what happened. Two thousand is the year. Shit, that's a good. I one. have a near-death experience. I can't tell you if I was really dead. I have always just believed that I was dead. Because when I woke up, I asked the very apathetic uh, medical professional, was I just dead? And she shrugged her shoulders. And then I said, what was the cause of death? And she said, drugs. And I said, what drugs? And she said, I don't know. Your friend said you were on drugs. I swear to fuck. This is what the lady said. I steal the paperwork and the paperwork just says does not respond to painful stimuli. Like the paperwork on like a clipboard by the bed. Okay. okay. So, while I am unconscious, it sounds
0: like you do live in a video game.
1: This doesn't Is this crazy? This is Plus, already crazy. Hold on. They didn't have my name cuz I okay, so I'm at a a dance club. Is this where your memory begins? No, here's where my memory begins. I spent the day with a chick who had who was supposedly my best friend who got together with a guy I had just broken up with while I still had feelings for him, whatever. Anyway, so I'm (laughs) very generously babysitting her at an after hours party and she's upset about my just recent ex. And I keep telling her that nothing outside of you can affect you good or bad unless you decide to let it. And I don't even know where I'm coming up with this shit. I'm high. And I feel you. And I start running that, through, I start running all of my life experience. I'm like, am I bullshitting right now? So then I'm running all of my life experience and my trauma and my pain. I'm running it through this. And I'm like, no, that actually, those were terrible things that happened, but I absolutely am in, have the power to decide how I process those things. And it created this kind of paradigm shift where I felt like I had found the the secret to happiness and I get to the dance club that night And I'm not very high And it's all meth You don't die from meth And I'm walking through the dance club And I was a bitch back then I'm um, apologizing to people I was mean to I'm telling people I've found the secret to happiness I get a water and I'm walking up
0: The secret of happiness is what you were telling this other girl Is that nothing outside nothing of you Nothing outside of you can affect you
1: Yeah That you you write, the, you write the narrative of what of what happens
0: Okay And is this out of character for you?
1: Yeah At this point, yeah Okay and that year I had learned a lot about putting myself in other people's shoes. Other than that, that was like
0: Because you were stealing lots of people's shoes.
1: Exactly. Yes. Put yourself in their shoes Stick and sticking them leave. in your <laughs> pussy. Uh put other people's shoes inside of you. I um God, that will never not make me laugh. Um I see music coming out of the speakers. I can see the music. It's like colorful waves. I'm not high enough for this to be the drugs. And that's the last thing I remember. What happens next is I fall on the floor. I foam at the mouth. I piss myself. And I just saw a friend recently nice. who was there that night. And he's like, you were dead. Like you were at dead. At a
0: Portland show you saw that guy, right?
1: Um, uh, Same place, but a different, the show, you weren't there.
0: Oh, okay, okay.
1: Um, so, oh, there were people that were there that night, yeah. But not the guy that told me I was super dead. Anyway, they put me in a cab and they sent me to the hospital. I won't get into why that was. And not on this episode. And then.
0: Yeah, man, when I see my friends die, I just call them a cab.
1: Yeah, it's weird. It's like people on drugs don't care about each other. <laughs> so the next thing I remember is I'm inside of this big. Oh, and I think I'm a backslidden Christian at this point. So I have left the church. But I didn't, I still believed that I was a Christian who was doing the wrong thing. I still believed in all of that. So I'm in this big blue vibrating light and I am a part of it. I'm still my own person, but I'm a part of it. And... I don't have my physical body and it is communicating with me, but without words, like my brain translated it to words later. And it said, you did what you went there to do. You learned everything you had to learn. You can stay here if you want, but if you want to go back, there's something cool you can do. And
0: it sounds like you learned one thing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and they're like, "That's it, big, man.
0: You're already done."
1: Yeah, I didn't have a big uh, a big list. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, there was. Um, you have to learn how to do math.
0: <laughs> yeah, do math, <laughs> uh, and then nothing outside of you yeah. can affect you. And then, boom, yep, you're, you're out done, of there, man. You, you can leave.
1: Now here is. You're punchy. Are you gonna pass out in like an hour though? <laughs> I think it's I think it's fine.
0: You think it's fine? Yeah. We can restart and take a whole new crack at this and maybe I'll be uh less uh, I think you're funny. Goddamn obnoxious. Okay. I, obnoxious. I, like when you're obnoxious. I love being obnoxious. I
1: think it's funny, yeah.
0: All right, all right. Hold on. I just wanna I just kinda want you to like tuck me in a blanket and then tell me the story of how you died. I won't pass out, I promise.
1: Okay. We'll go get you five hour energy if you can't make it through four episodes thanks mom all right i can't remember where i was Oh, uh,
0: it sounds like you learned one thing
1: yeah um <laughs> we're to check something so these aliens have just such a low bar
0: for you to pass before you get to go to nirvana
1: my whole life i had this sensation this homesickness is the way i would describe it the sensation that i was dropped off on this planet on accident and a lot of people describe stuff like this like i i not a loneliness, just like it, this isn't where I'm from and this isn't where I belong. And in the moment that I was in this ball of light, I felt like I was home. That homesickness that just always kind of ran in the background was gone. Yet, when offered uh, the opportunity to go back to Earth to do something cool, I was like, yeah, I'll go back there. And then I had to live my entire life in fast forward to get to the present moment which i think is what people are describing when they talk about
0: life flash before their eyes yeah
1: but i always like envision that like a uh, film strip or on a projector and this was i actually lived every second of my life but so fast that i was sucking my thumb when i woke up and then i wake up i have the weird interaction with a doctor and the two friends that are there i can hear their thoughts Um, not audibly them out loud or... <laughs>
0: <laughs> where they're just like man this bitch looks dead and you're like I can't hear you. <laughs> what you're thinking as long as you say it out loud no you
1: I could I guess it, it feels like uh subtext I don't like I could feel the vibe I guess but so powerful that I could tell that they were having thoughts about each other I don't really know how to articulate that too well.
0: Okay. All right. All right.
1: I was tuned in to everybody in a way that I wasn't before I had this experience. And I immediately knew that that was God. And I immediately knew that we are God. All of us connected as one big ball of light is God.
0: And you knew that when you woke up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I just like by tapping back into that source I just knew things and some things I just knew as soon as I woke up and other things I learned in what we have uh, nicknamed alien school for the next (laughs) all right it didn't
0: get creepy until you said we Uh, and I know there's no one else in this story that's calling it alien school (laughs)
1: Who the fuck is we? I think I, we, uh, me in the last podcast I was on. Oh. <laughs> oh,
0: me and Tim. Me and Tim just call it Alien School now. It's just a little nickname that we came up with. I think for. I was calling
1: it, I've always called it Dream School. And then I just called it Alien School on his podcast. And now I'm like, why wasn't I always calling it Alien School?
0: Yeah, man. Tim really helped you punch up this near-death experience.
1: Tim's great. <laughs>
0: Tim Dillon's podcast. Everyone, check it out.
1: <laughs> uh. Anyway, uh, so I come back and I know a bunch of things. I
0: I'll never understand the the complete disregard for other human beings <laughs> that motorcycle riders must have,
1: and they don't even have to be that loud. They don't. We are on the fourth floor of this hotel and it is shaking uh, our room.
0: Yeah. I can still hear it. I can it's still hear this motorcycle. It's blocks away.
1: Ugh. They make me so mad. They make yeah. me so mad when they are next to think I think, to I think it, it must be
0: cool to ride a motorcycle. They look like they'd be fun and cool. But I, I just can't imagine what it's like to just start that up on your street every day and not care about the hundreds of people who are sleeping right now anyway
1: our house uh the first house that we had in delaware there was a guy who never rode his motorcycle other than to turn it on and ride it around the block a couple times every day (laughs) i don't know if that's like what you have to do to keep it from the gas from going bad
0: (laughs) maybe he was in motorcycle school (laughs) Maybe he's not allowed to go like past uh, like around his block. Maybe his mom is like, you could you can ride around the block, but come right back.
1: I feel like I'm going to (laughs) sneeze. Just giving you a heads up.
0: Okay, thank you.
1: For the next couple of years, I was taught things in dreams. By what I called aliens, because they were aliens.
0: <laughs> well, did they did they have bodies? Did you see them? Did you look at them?
1: They looked like they, they 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 their feet didn't touch the ground. Their feet looked like withered, almost a few feet off the ground. Okay. And they but are they didn't bipedal? have bodies?
0: Do they have two feet?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm bipedal.
0: That's what... If you're going to talk <laughs> about aliens, you've, heard, you've learned everything you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> they they only had two feet. There was one of, like, tentacles hanging down. <laughs> yeah, this is fucking Floating weird. in the air.
1: This isn't men in black.
0: <laughs> this bitch... All right. All right. Okay. I'm yeah. Go kidding. back to how you <laughs> saw music. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I asked <laughs> some questions. Some for some specifics. Just kidding, Yeah. This just is kidding. all probably meth-induced schizophrenia. <laughs> you crazy? Uh,
1: okay. You know how out on the street after on like a sunny day or whatever the wavy stuff on mm-hmm. the ground. Is mm-hmm. we uh, in the path of a motorcycle parade <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I'm gonna edit all the motorcycles out all right you'll find a way they look like a little more dense version of that
0: they yeah like the aliens the themselves aliens. yeah look wavy like a mirage yeah okay
1: so like if you stare at a light bulb for a long time and then you look away and you still have the like jumpy blue and red image of the light bulb. Would you stop staring at lights? <laughs> this is the
0: one <laughs> who stared at the sun too long and now is like, I can't see things.
1: I don't think we've talked about me staring at the sun. You yet. have talked about it. Have I? You've talked about On it. On the podcast? I think so. Okay. Well, I stared at the sun and burnt my macula, just in case we haven't covered that before.
0: Um, um, uh, what? Uh, a what? Ma- a macula? Ma- a, ma- a, mac- a, mac- a macula?
1: My maculas. Your
0: maculas? Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, it's a lot of motorcycles. I don't know what we're going to do. All right.
1: I mean, I, maybe the mics aren't picking them up.
0: Maybe. It's just us All talking right. about them. Hey, I'm sorry for what I said about maculas.
1: I'm sorry for what I said about bipedals. I didn't know what that word meant. Sorry.
0: That made you feel so dumb with my giant <laughs> vocabulary. <laughs> All
1: right. You got the joke, though, about I'm bipedal
0: uh oh yeah and i did i missed it i missed oh. that joke fuck
1: yeah i was wondering why you got belligerent afterwards i was like uh, uh
0: sorry sorry <laughs> <laughs> i'm bipedal <laughs> so do you like uh sit down or do you like scoot everywhere i'm bipedal <laughs> I. I, feel like I'm I, in, in I invented feet. <laughs> I'm a. I'm an entrepreneurial maven. <laughs> no one had thought of feet before me. Oh, okay. we've lost our steam. Alright, I, I, I. Dream schools where we're at. Alien school. Let's start. Let's pick back up.
1: You look at the lamp, and it is. Uh, and then you look away, and you can still see the light bulb. Do you know sure. what I'm talking about? Yeah, and yeah, it's kind of yeah. like jumping around. It's kind of like that. So it's vibrating light that's dense, but you could see through them. Yeah, yeah, okay, all right. And they, what kind of
0: shape are they in, though? Now I got they, an idea of like the color. What like what
1: aliens? You? Pretty close to what aliens in the collective consciousness with the
0: skinny, slender, skinny, big heads. slender.
1: They don't have feet though. They're, the feet almost kind of. Um, tapered off at the bottom and they weren't they weren't dense like they didn't have like shiny skin or whatever they were kind of like ether beings or something
0: hmm. i'm staring at all the lamps in this room right i don't know if you can tell <laughs> what my eyes are doing i'm just looking at lamps and looking away and being like okay i gotcha mm-hmm.
1: so yeah if you combined the light from the lamp that you've looked at and then the the wavy they look just like thick energy kind of in the shape of what aliens in. and you
0: saw them, like every time you go to sleep.
1: Yeah, pretty. I feel like every time I went to sleep, and they taught me a bunch of stuff that I used, and then a bunch of stuff I couldn't use. They taught me how to move things with my eyes. They taught me how to levitate. I would have to practice lifting myself up off of the ground, and I would fall over. And it's still like in my body. I feel like I can feel. All right, s-
0: hold on, you levitated yourself
1: in Dream School.
0: In in your dream, you levitated yourself. Have you ever levitated yourself?
1: Not in real life.
0: Okay. Okay. Okay.
1: Nor have I moved anything with my eyes, but I can feel in my body what it feels like to do both of those things. Does that make sense? No. Like as if I have experienced it, as if I have experienced it. Hmm. They did teach me a lot of stuff that I did end up using. Okay. And there was a phase where they... Okay, well, so here's what... How long is this
0: period of time where you're dreaming and going to
1: school? to when I got clean, 2005. And it was... And so you're
0: doing drugs this whole time?
1: Doing drugs this whole time. So everyone else is on... All the people that I'm surrounded by, they're having like drug addict experiences. Although... There were just a lot of... Sorry, I that was really loud. There were just a lot of... Dogs are weird! <laughs> A lot of um, supernatural experiences, which I think is to be expected when you have a group of people sleep-deprived together on speed. So, But I'm having a very spiritual experience. I'm learning all this stuff. I'm putting stuff together. I would walk into people's houses and be like... I remember um, my friend Monta took me to someone's house, and I said... I sat down on the couch and was like you have a book for me and the dudes were like what and I was like you have a book in this house you're supposed to give me and they were like holy shit and they pull open this drawer and this book is called like secret mysteries of the ages or something and it had all this information and I could just like tear through books super fast and like download the information. I would get messages this is all super schizophrenia sounding. Ye- yeah, but, it absolutely is. I'm but already things like that would happen mm-hmm. where other people would be. That, you know, a part of it where I would actually be right. There was not a lot. So, okay. So there was a year. Well,
0: something else you were right about.
1: So there was a year where the, um, the aliens, I could hear them in my head,
0: but while you're awake. Yeah. Okay.
1: And that didn't, it sounded like my own thoughts. I don't know how to describe that, but, uh, it wasn't like audible voices. Suddenly I could just like hear, hold on. I want to get to this part first. One of the things that I learned, uh, according to the alien slash big ball of light is that the earth is just a stage where we come to play a game. And we are all collectively as one big ball of energy. We are God, source, whatever. And that we come down as tiny sparks and we play on earth. And that nothing is real, good and bad, right and wrong, male and female, all the dichotomy, all of the uh, everything you're afraid of, all of it is a construct of... This reality that we are only playing in. None of it is real. None of the good, bad, that's all an illusion.
0: But would you say our minds are real?
1: And, okay, so every time you come down here, and then we have been coming down here, we were the dinosaurs. Like, we have been playing here forever. And that every time you come here, you get a new... Now I have all these video game analogies I can use, but it was different words then. But so every time you come down here, you get a new self, a new physical body. And the physical body has its own artificial intelligence. And that artificial intelligence is what would be called like the ego. It's its own mind. It controls your body, but it also is how you play the game.
0: Why wouldn't we just play ourselves?
1: So, the... Why
0: would we download into a body that then we're not controlling?
1: So, the difference would be, do you know anything about video games?
0: Uh, I, I, A little bit.
1: Okay. So, it would be like, there's first-person shooter. And uh-huh. in first-person shooter, you... Is the kind of video game where you're just seeing through the eyes of the person you're playing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can see like the gun coming yeah. out of your hand or whatever. And that's very exciting... But very hard to strategize because you only have this li- limited uh, view of the world around you. And so that would be life experience through the ego. And then you have role playing games, RPGs, where you're up in the sky, you're looking down and you plan things out and then you watch them play out from up there. So not as exciting, but much easier to win. So the explanation I got was that these are the two different. So uh, RPG would be your real self. And first person shooter would be playing the game through the experience of the game. So imagine, imagine the Sims, right? Which is RPG. But you had the option of being the Sim to experience the thing that you have created. People would pay money for that. Would you? I think so. To not be
0: in charge. To not to be the ghost in the shell, you're just on a long. Uh, hmm.
1: I think so. Freaks what me it, out. Total man. Recall? Was it Total Recall? That's the premise.
0: Um, I never saw Total Recall nor what? the have we just found of- a movie
1: that I saw that you didn't.
0: Uh yeah, we did. We just found We are in Bizarro World. What? Uh but <laughs> what happens in it?
1: I can barely remember Yeah, it, but I, think
0: I knew that was a bad idea to ask him.
1: I think he's like finds out halfway through the All right, so summer.
0: here's something that I would argue about with other Mormons. Uh there a lot of Mormons believe that uh, Satan's plan for so there was a war in heaven, right? You're, Christians are on board with this yes. idea, right?
1: No, um, different than you, but yeah.
0: But yeah, so there was this there was this war in heaven. Uh, Mormons believe that uh, Jesus had a plan for all of us to go down to Earth and then come uh, a way for us to get back, and that was through him. And then Satan had a plan, and there are a lot of Mormons who believe that Satan's plan was uh coercion was that uh you would be forced to do everything correctly you wouldn't you would there would be no need for a savior in satan's plan because no one would ever sin the elimination no one, of free will no one yeah no one okay. would ever make a mistake because he wouldn't let you you wouldn't have the option to make a mistake you would just go down to do everything you're supposed to do, and then come back to heaven, right? Okay. And I would argue with other Mormons because not only is this uh, not supported doctrinally, uh, it's inference is all it is. People being like, like, all there's one verse that says Satan sought to destroy the agency of man. Uh, I contend that there are more than one way to uh, destroy the agency of man, and that it makes no goddamn sense. For someone to to propose that plan. Like we know that Satan persuaded a third of the host of heaven, a third part of the host of heaven, or whatever, to come follow his plan. And you expect me to believe that his plan was that uh, no one got to choose anything and that they were all forced to, to go along. That they were just placed into bodies that had artificial intelligence programming already built into it that would decide everything for them and that they were just along for the ride and I would say absolutely not there's no way anyone bought into that plan I don't think that's what Satan's plan was this is uh, we can get into this on in another episode yeah. which I think would actually be really fun uh, but I
1: I would love to talk about Satan because I could uh, uh, the aliens taught me a ton about Satan Satan great. let's do that episode next okay alright
0: um uh so, why would we? Uh, that doesn't sound fun to me. I want to be in control. If I'm playing a video game, give me the controller and let me move it. Let me do whatever I want to do. This is the 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 freedom of doing anything I want to do in a video game. That's cool. But if you're like, hey man, you can watch me play a video game. So uh, it sounds really boring to me
1: that there are different video games. So there's one video game where we just came and we were dinosaurs, right? um uh, the the video game we were coming out of has to do with the the procession of the ages i'm not going to get into all uh that.
0: Street Fighter Six
1: but i don 't even we were coming out of a fear-based reality in which we don't remember who we are, and that was three-dimensional and uh, according to the aliens, we were going into a higher dimension, more dimensions, and we were going to wake up and remember who we are. Which would be a much more fun game because you get to toggle back and forth between RPG and first person shooter and know that death isn't real. Yeah. Because that was the one thing I learned is that death is a choice. They just let you they let you come back. If you believe what happened. Um,
0: uh, do you think everyone who's died has has been given the same choice that you were given?
1: So a lot of people say that can't be true because so-and-so died and they would never have chosen to leave me. But if you're going from the premise that none of this is real, that all of this is an illusion and that ultimately you're just coming back and playing this game because the point of the game is to wake up and realize it's a game, then absolutely that, that perceived tragedy had a point. You had to feel that pain in order to wake up.
0: I get that. I get that. There's a cool Joseph Smith quote. I think we talked about it once on the podcast already, where he was like, if you knew how nice he was talking about the lowest level of heaven and the point of it was like that even that God loves us so much that even the worst of us get a pretty nice heaven. But his quote was, if y'all knew how nice heaven was, you'd cut your own throat to get there. Yeah. So I Uh, did.
1: I was suicidal.
0: After you After woke up. I
1: came back. Because I remembered that ball of light and how at home and the I can't even explain the bliss and euphoria of being outside of the suffering. The just constant and I'm a pretty happy even when I'm not happy, I'm happy. And the Yeah,
0: that's exactly how everyone describes it. <laughs>
1: I don't know how to. I mean, there's just there's an underlying gratitude for life. That I think
0: people look at you scowling in a corner with a backpack on and go, "That woman is."
1: I am actually though pretty happy. <laughs> I know. So, but there's just a constant suffering and pain the, inside of this reality that that did not exist. It was like the best ecstasy ever, and I, and it was it was so close I could touch it, and the homesickness was so. I had the regret for coming back and the homesickness was so strong and I just wanted to go back and I did a couple things to try to kill myself and this is all could just be meth shit but I hung myself from a doorknob and um, I choke myself when I'm jacking off you know because it's awesome and so it's it's pretty easy to almost die when you're doing that Mm -hmm. and so that was my that was my exit strategy and whatever I hung myself was like a tie or a scarf or something whatever I hung myself with on the doorknob in the bathroom I wake up in my bed I had like three roommates at the time I wake up in my bed I was locked in the bathroom slid down across the floor did my thing I wake up in my bed, whatever I tied myself so up So, wait you
0: were doing this to jack off. You weren't doing this to I was this doing to this to kill to myself. Source. No, oh. I was trying to go back. Oh. oh. Did you decide to rub one out? Yeah. Just, just like, I just to say goodbye to the think your body would reject, I think a-
1: your body would reject, I didn't know how to hang from the ceiling or whatever, so I think your body would reject-
0: Hooks, usually. Yeah, I some didn't sort have of hooks, uh, yeah. Support beam.
1: But I'd almost taken myself out on accident. So I was like, oh, this is perfect. Yeah. Might as well go out with it. Yeah, I might love well that attitude. I
0: love that attitude.
1: <laughs> I think it's just the easiest way because you lull your body into no, this is safe.
0: Yeah, like, oh, it's good, it's good, it's good,
1: it's good. I wake up in my bed. No one, everyone, all my roommates, I ask if they came and got Move me out you. of the bathroom. I locked myself in the bathroom. I was not in the bathroom. I was in my bed. I was dressed. And whatever I had tied myself was gone. So this all drugs, you know, who knows. But that was. What that happened. is
0: weird. There's one thing that I've been wanting to say, though, uh, that we keep touching on and it's the homesickness. Mm-hmm. The first night at Lucas's house when we started talking about this shit. Yeah. I told you when I felt that feeling was in the temple the first yeah. time I went to the, the first time I went through the temple. The temple is a big deal for Mormons and uh, you receive endowments from the temple. It's a school. Do uh, you go? The temple is, is, is instructional. There are different ordinances that you do, but they are all symbolic and they're all instructional. And, uh, it sounds weird but there's a movie that you watch <laughs> you just watch a movie that's about satan and about uh agency and about what this life means and 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 why we're here and all this stuff and you watch the same movie every single time and you just go to to sit there and and soak it in and try to get new meaning out of it and listen and try to get in touch with this higher power and and find meaning that's specific for you. And then when that is done, you, there are certain uh, ordinances that you do and you walk through a literal veil. And then through that veil, they take you into the celestial room, which is, uh, one of the holiest rooms in, uh, the temple thereby on earth, you know, on this planet. This is a, a, this is a room that is so pure that God can can come and be present in this room, uh, and the first time that I went there uh, was before my mission. I had to receive all my endowments uh, before I went on uh, my mission, and I went with my parents. And when I walked into the celestial room, uh, the only way I was able to describe it was home, where I just I felt like I. I suddenly was homesick for something I didn't know that I, I didn't know I was from there, you know, and I, I felt so safe and home. I just felt like I had been there before. I wow. felt like I had been there before and this is where I was from. And, I, and, and then I was like, this is God, right? This is This is the closest I've ever been to God. And I believed that I was from God. That, that, that he was my father that he sent me here and that I've been separated uh, from him by this by this temporal veil and so yeah that makes sense now that I I am here in the celestial room with God I feel like I'm home uh, and I felt that's one of those second shelf experiences where I'm like I don't know what to do with that because at, at the that. time I mean it was powerful and I cried and I told my parents about it and I just felt I felt so home. And so when you first talked about source and how you felt and how you felt homesick for it, that's immediately what I thought about. Wow. Which source for you is God, right? Right. It's also you. It's also all of us. With
1: some of the symbolism is a real trip because the there is a veil. I've always described what made me do drugs and the sensation that I had my whole life. I guess it was like a Truman Show type thing where... Until I was like 13 years old, I turned the lights off in whenever I was getting dressed. Because since I was a tiny kid, as, as long as I can remember, I felt like I was being watched by people that were above me.
0: Are you sure your schizophrenia is meth-induced <laughs>
1: Touche. Yeah, some of it... <laughs> uh, but a lot of the reason that I started doing drugs was not to run from pain because I'm not someone that is afraid. Like, I, that's not... I'm not... Uh, afraid of pain like that. Like a lot of people want to escape sadness or whatever. That's why they do drugs. I was someone that always just went into it. But I was disillusioned with reality my whole life. I was like, this can't be all there is. And that's the same thing that drove me to Christianity was that I thought I had found the magic. And then I get there and because there was an experience, a magic experience, and then the people just fucked it up. You know, it was all noise, nickels, and numbers. And it was, I was like, can we get back to the magic part? Quit hating on my old ass. Figures of speech.
0: I just, I di- honestly didn't know if that was an, uh like a figure of speech from the 1930s or if that was <laughs> just like something cool that you just made up on your own. I was Do you like, you know That's where a pretty I got Cool at? catchphrase.
1: When I went to work. I'm for assuming the church. from
0: the original King Kong uh, <laughs> that you you saw the the moving picture show uh, as a child. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> down at a, the at the Nickelodeon un-
1: <laughs> podcast partner. Um.
0: Uh, why don't you call Tim Dillon, then? <laughs> uh.
1: Oh, Anyway, when I went to work for the church, I worked for the department that made money. That, like, sold merch to get money because he was, like, a evangelist, televangelist. And the pit, like, when I went to work for them, they were like, all right, well, now we're the noise, nickels, and numbers department. That's how we facilitate the ministry. Do they put
0: you at work in the noise section?
1: (laughs) 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 We're we're in
0: charge of noise, nickels, and numbers. (laughs) Jessa, have we got a spot for you?
1: (laughs) Dogs are weird. (laughs) All right. Anyway, the veil, the way I have described. What made me go use drugs was that I was looking for the curtain. I just felt mm. like there was a curtain, which I, I never saw Truman Show, but I feel like that's what, how I saw life. And Have you still never seen Truman I Show? I still haven't seen it. You reference
0: it so much. I can't I wait for you to watch it.
1: When it came out, I, all I needed to see was the previews. I was like, yeah, that's exactly how I felt about he life. It
0: gets to the edge uh he has to get on a boat if i remember correctly and he and he sails the boat all the way until like like it's just painted like a sky like a Mm -hmm. horizon but his boat just crashes into a wall that's just painted to look like the sky and then he finds some stairs and he walks the stairs and then there's just a door so there's no curtain but he opens this door in a wall that's painted to look like the sky so it just looks like he's walking into uh the horizon you know he walks out and then he gets to eat uh god who's ed harris
1: huh okay well so like it's like that except for that he would just meet himself Mm. what else okay so i wanted to go back and talk about um the point right so there was and i did that already okay so there was a phase where the aliens were giving me messages Oh, so the point of me telling you the the thing about First Person Shooter was that in your mind, your thoughts, according to the aliens, your thoughts are not all just one voice. You have the voice of your higher self and you have the voice of your artificial intelligence, your ego, which is programmed for the reality that you're in, which is a fear-based reality. So... I was able to tell the difference between those two voices, and also hear other voices, which is very meth-induced schizophrenia sounding. And but those I would voices. be interested
0: if if other people and I if our view if our listeners think this way, I would be very interested in hearing because ever since you talked to me about it, I have been listening more to to how my thought sound in my head Yeah, and trying because you've, you've said several things that have made me go, Oh, I want to see, you know, and like try to because I think that we talk in terms in our society. It's not unusual to talk about, you know, we've got an angel on our shoulder and a devil on our shoulder. Right. We've got, we've got that little voice in our head. That's like, Eat that cake. You should eat it. But we have the willpower that's like, no, don't. You know, we talk about competing voices in our head, just in maybe uh, different terms, you know? And, and so I've been trying to pay attention to it and see if I can hear my ego, like you say. If I can say, Aaron, that's a fear based thought. And it, I mean, I can recognize fear based thoughts, but I don't think they sound differently from my other thoughts yet.
1: Do they feel different?
0: Yeah. Yeah, they feel different.
1: Is there one... So a lot of times I say like hear and see, but they're all... It's feels. It's their feelings. But...
0: Hmm. Okay.
1: So, you know, because there's like an inner dialogue. There's two different parts of you. And this could go down the whole inner child thing, but...
0: Anyway, just message us. Message us if you've got... If you, if you do do your voices, if you, because we are uh, compiling a list and we're reporting all of you to the mental health association, (laughs) guess what? You're all schizophrenic. All right.
1: No, but do comment on our Facebook group. Yeah. So we can have a conversation and see if it's just me. All right. So anyway, there were other voices. There were other voices besides just the fear-based reality and my higher self. There were other voices that would tell me... I would just know things about people. And then there would be a voice making me go say something to that person. And so I would write a note at like the club. And say, the one I always use as as an example is that you're not going to find the person you're looking for until you forgive your father. For what he did. Which, as I'm writing that note, I'm like, I am not handing this woman this note. Like, I am not handing this woman this note. Did you know this woman? No. This is strangers. 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 a
0: voice pops into your head. Now, that's actually really... Because we would call that a prompting from the Holy Spirit.
1: Oh, we can go down this whole other thing, too. It's so weird that we talk about the same
0: thing. Like... Something that I love uh, from the second you started getting weird with me is that uh, it was exactly the same. Like there's so many things that that I would do in my religion that wouldn't seem weird to me if someone phrased it the right way. If someone said, I had a prompting from the Holy Spirit that I was supposed to say this to someone – I would I would know what that means, right? Uh, and then I meet this uh, meth induced schizophrenic who is like uh, my the I heard a voice in my ego ether that uh, <laughs> you know in the noise nickels and dimes <laughs> apartment. <laughs> you know, you just you say things different. You you have different yeah. words for, but we're talking about the exact same thing. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, so let's... that's
0: that doesn't seem that weird to me. Yeah. I believe that people can get messages for other people. I guess.
1: Let's go. Uh, oh, see, now I can't wait to to get into some Mormonism stuff and all of the parallels with Mormonism, Christianity, and aliens. <laughs> <laughs> now that we're ready to get weird. I can't wait podcast. for the
0: Cowboys versus aliens sequel, which is just Christians versus aliens.
1: So, okay. Flash forward, flash backward. Um, five years before that. Um, born again. Super into Jesus. And the church I go to, not a lot of supernatural stuff. They called it super spiritual to do like prophecy and stuff like that. Although they kept promising that was coming. I go to drop my daughter off at a babysitter who is a Christian from a different church. And she says, a prophetess friend of ours said she needs to come over and talk to us right now. And then when the lady gets there, she was like, oh, you're who I'm here to see. And she tells me stuff. She tells me that she sees me sitting in sackcloth and ashes over my childhood and that I need to forgive my mother, which was the number one thing holding me back in every area of my life back then. There's no way for her to have known that. She said that I am going to be used with the gift of discernment in the end times. I'll be able to cut through the the crap. She gave me a couple other messages that were a huge part of my life.
0: I was blessed with that gift as well.
1: I saw that when you showed me what's that thing called? A
0: patriarchal blessing. A
1: patriarchal blessing. It's a gift of discernment. And I was like, what?
0: I bless I bless you with the gift of discernment. Those are the the words that the guy used. But anyway.
1: Then she tells my husband, she go he comes in to see what's taking me so long. And she pulls him out to the porch. He had just cheated on me or was hiding cheating on me or something that he felt super guilty about. And his his dad was a was a pastor and she tells him, um, You are bigger than, oh man, I can't believe I can't remember this. You're called to carry on the mantelpiece of your father. His father was amazing, amazing. And, but your shame and guilt holding you back, basically, I'm paraphrasing. But then she said that um, she referenced whatever cheating he had done or whatever he was hiding because he ends up telling me about it as a result of what she said. And then that God was bigger than his shortcomings or whatever. Then she tells us, as I'm leaving, as I come outside, she says, the two of you are going, if you make it, which you probably won't, um, the two of you are going to um, have a revelation on marriage that is going to change everything, whatever you're going to preach it around the world.
0: Fuck, lady, we we're just trying to get a babysitter. Yeah, we're for, trying to go to Hard Rock Day-
1: Cafe. No. Uh, Hard Rock Cafe is the real thing. This was like...
0: Uh, uh, soft Rock Cafe? <laughs>
1: no, like Solid Rock Cafe, which is some... <laughs> 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 I think it was Solid Rock Cafe. So, anyway, yeah, we didn't get the revelation. <laughs> Bummer. We really made it like 18 more months, but... Damn it. So the gifts of discernment thing. So what happens after that is I did like this youth prison ministry. You are going uh preach to girls in like juvenile, and not juvenile hall. It was like Hillcrest up in. This Portland. is so
0: great! You did a youth prison ministry. Yeah, man. Usually, like it's it, I, I I imagine it's like the the ministers who are like bringing people out of prison and bringing them into Christianity and another life. But you really just like
1: <laughs> we'd go in there and, <laughs> the op- and preach have like Bible study or whatever with them. Yeah. And I did a teen mom's ministry. I was very active in, in Christianity. I was really into it. So anyway, I'm talking, teaching, whatever the fuck I was doing. I can't even remember it now, but I remember standing in a circle and suddenly I knew what was wrong. I could see the trauma of one of the girls. And I said, I could see, I don't know her motivating pain and then I just said it like you have to release this in order to and she starts crying and then everyone I look at I can see it and this goes on for like then everyone was coming to that group and it was just this kind of supernatural thing that was happening and then it was happening at the grocery store and then I got busted. I, this youth mi- this ministry wasn't even a part of the church I was in, but it got back to one of the pastors that I was doing something supernatural, and they were like, not saying that this isn't real, but this is kind of super spiritual, and your husband, I was like, what was called an uncovered woman, because my husband wasn't, he haven't. Either wasn't serving God, or wasn't like up to the standards, or he didn't have supernatural powers. Basically, so you can't do this anymore. And that was probably the beginning of the end. Damn, for me. Yeah, because I felt like I had finally started to tap into what I got into Christianity for.
0: They just didn't like your witchcraft.
1: Yeah, and then it went. It they went away.
0: If you were, a, if you were a man, would anyone have said anything to you? Exactly. No, it was like a real. I just, I didn't know if they were, if they I just didn't like that you were doing it or if they didn't like that you were a woman doing it.
1: They did say like it's, like it's, we're not saying it's not real, but we're saying that it wouldn't That's be happening such a, for you. What I'm a, like, Dude, I'm dead on. That's why they're all coming, is because I'm right. Uh huh. So, um, but there was uncovered woman. Was See, I
0: think there. Mormons, Mormons talk sometimes about how like Satan will, will trick us by doing good stuff, things that look like miracles. But if you don't yeah. really have priesthood power, then it's not coming from God. So, uh, Satan will do a miracle to trick you later. You know, like he'll I give you, that he'll give, tell we you two truths ahead. and a lie type shit. Uh, and I didn't, uh, that's, that is, uh, strange. Uh, I feel like I can do that with everyone.
1: Yeah. Uh, what did we say? Like subtext. It's just really easy. Lots of people can't. So that gift comes back. It was the same gift. I write people notes. The notes are always right. The only person that I gave one to and it wasn't right, it was still right. He just wouldn't admit that it was right. You know how you can tell? No, I'm not saying that like my ego. I'm saying it was like (laughs) I (laughs) wouldn't. You know. Uh.
0: So. You were always like we're this. Crazy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. it's kind of a pattern.
0: Um.
1: So only recently have I started to consider the possibility that... What if we are in a computer simulation?
0: What do you mean only recently? You mean you didn't believe the aliens when they told you that? Right no, away? I
1: did. And then I got clean and was like, okay, that must have been drugs.
0: So for a long, yeah, okay, all
1: right, that makes sense, okay. And I.
0: But now you've been clean for how many years now?
1: It's been a long time. It was two thousand five.
0: Okay, um, and now yeah, you're just.
1: So then you know the Elon Musk and the what the 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 art, articles start coming out about we some people believe that we live in a computer simulation, and. I've read some stuff about the odds of that. I' just read, I just saw an article I haven't read it yet that said that they've proven that it's not, but it seems like something a computer simulation would tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the things that have stood out to me were it wasn't the word construct" that they used, but the aliens talked about like that this was they were like the premise. like the premise was fear, the premise was forgetting who you were. The point of the game was to find your way back to source, to find your way back to yourself, to wake up. And that gender wasn't real, that right and wrong wasn't real, that good and bad wasn't real. And I just see so so many constructs. And then the other thing was that it was going from a masculine age to a feminine age. And I just look around and I'm like, if you... T- if you told me that there was a video game that was shifting from a masculine age to a feminine age, I would tell you that that's, I think, I feel like it would look like right now. Gender is absolutely, this was in 2000, so I'm like, gender's a, con- like, it wasn't construct, wasn't the word used, but, like, now, straight up gender's a construct.
0: Yeah, well, of course it is.
1: So I do. You all should
0: have taken so soci- 367 Sociology of Gender with Catherine Jepsen. She would have told you that. Straight up, man. Do you know that there are women that are born without wombs? Like you're just naturally born. The people that are born, they've got, they've got, uh, they just don't have a womb. They've got all the other parts and there's no womb. So to think that there are just uh, these these two categories that everyone, like, yep, God made us like man and woman. That's yeah. A, either, uh, either God is bad at his job uh or there's more than one option i mean or sorry two options i apologize but the that's but it's still a pretty in the what you call the word you use all the time the collective consciousness it's pretty revolutionary it's still in 2018 to say gender is a construct i yeah. feel like it gets thrown in with wacky millennial's and yeah. then think, oh, oh, let me guess, uh safe spaces and it and, 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 and it's safe spaces. There are people bored with uh two different sexual organs. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> and you're like, yeah, man, that's exactly it's exactly what happened. There are lots of cases on record you can go check out how bad your God is. I mean he's at this one job. He said this one job. <laughs> For so long, (laughs) it's just making humans and he just keeps fucking it up. (laughs) And then, and then, and then punishing the people that he fucked up.
1: Um, yeah, man, I don't know. I look around and I just see, I'm like, huh? I'm not saying I'm all the way there, but I, I spend a lot of time thinking about the nature of consciousness. I don't know what everyone else thinks about. Also, if you want to shake a Tinder dude that you made plans with and you want to get rid of <laughs> just tell him that all you think about is the nature of consciousness and uh, you don't have to be the one doing it I the tried ghosting.
0: that in a Tinder bio one time Yeah, that didn't go well. It didn't go well at all. I thought yeah. I'd find some cool down woke chicks who wanted to eat pizza because that was I was like here's things that I I want to do with you and it was like number 1 dance number 2 snuggle number 3 make out Number four, have a discussion about the nature of consciousness and whether or not we live in a simulation. Number five, eat pizza. And nobody responded to that. Can I tell to you bio.
1: why, probably? Because after you said pizza, you said bitches, and you spelt bitches with a Z. And I feel like you probably had them until that point.
0: Bitches with a Z is where I lost them? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, if you can't handle me, my bitches... <laughs> then you don't deserve me at my yas quenzzz. But just to... Before... I know that would have been a great place to end. (laughs) I know. Maybe we'll still end it there in post. But... To go back to how we just use different words to describe the same things, I can get behind this being a simulation. I can. Because... That's essentially what my religion taught me. This was that this was a proving ground that we came from somewhere else. We came, we had a home, a pre-mortal existence is what we had. We existed before this. We will exist after this because we are eternal. But we came down into a physical form. We put our spirits, we downloaded our spirits into a physical avatar, as you would say, yeah, to learn things, to gain experience, and to return back home mm-hmm. afterwards. That's a, that's essentially the Mormon plan of salvation. That's, that's a, at its core. So, yeah, when you talk about video game stuff, it's just the same doctrine, but with different vocabulary.
1: Can we do an episode... No, I want to do an episode of no. Aliens versus Mormonism. Aliens versus. Can I debate you as? Uh, can I debate the Mormon doctrine from from my alien uh, education?
0: Uh, I mean, you, yeah, you can. You might want to. <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah, I am. I'm a little rusty on my so rules of debate, but, uh, but I, I don't know what we're going to debate about because I felt like we. Uh, uh, agree a lot, like the the, yeah, the Mormons and the aliens uh, agree out, on a lot of things. This is a conversation
1: I've wanted to have with you for so long, but You, you love me? But you are still Uh <laughs> <laughs> Um Jessa, why didn't
0: you tell me so long? <laughs> You've waited this long um, to tell me?
1: Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you very soon. So, I've waited a long time to talk to you about Mormonism and aliens but I but, feel like but it was it was triggering trigger, for me yeah.
0: yeah because you wanted me to to get it on board with all this stuff and no, my biggest I fear I just wanted to talk about it you, okay you wanted me to talk about getting on board anybody. with this stuff uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I was scared that I was leaving one Colts for another, yeah. cult. Like I was just like, I
1: don't want you to make it sound like I'm trying to turn you into an alien.
0: Yeah, uh, we'll just we'll cut okay. it out of the part where you confessed your love to me, <laughs> 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 and we'll end it there. No one, uh, no one will think that you're <laughs> trying to get me to join a cult. Just, <laughs> just that you're desperately and <laughs> hopelessly in love with me and have been waiting <laughs> so long uh, to tell me. We'll it's up out, to ma- you. It's your choice. <laughs> you pick. <sighs> Sorry, I keep fucking up this ending, man. We'll end it on the funny part, I promise.
1: Okay. Are we done, then?
0: What was the funny thing that I said?
1: Bitches and...
0: Yasquains! Yas Yasquains! <laughs> <laughs> this is Mormon and the meth head saying, You're all bitches with Z's.
1: If you put a
0: Mormon and a meth head together this is what they sound like. Aaron would all address so the radar fence, listen to them talking to Mike.